I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family all around the world. Thank you for joining in for this week's extremely special episode of Live Your Best Life with, of course, Mila's right. And joining me for today's conversation is uh, a woman who, when I was I was reading her book and I was just looking at her life and the, the incredible um, partnership that she has with Jesus and the fruit of it, you guys are going to be so blessed by listening to this conversation today. I came across a quote by Rand who attributes to her that she is one of the most outstanding apostles of our time. What a woman. <laughs> her partnership with Holy Spirit really does produce huge fruit. She's also an international author. You're going to hear some more of her story in a moment. And it literally, her life in kingdom ministry began with an extraordinary supernatural life-changing healing herself. So it's my joy and it's my honor. I'm so excited to welcome into the conversation with me today, Joe Moody. Joe, welcome. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Fun. It is going to be so fun. I know, guys, we were praying just before we jumped on air and the presence of Holy Spirit is so thick already. So <laughs> be expectant today. Yeah, more Lord. Absolutely. is what we all want, right? We just need him. So, Joe, can we start the conversation? I would love you to share about your extraordinary healing miracle. I mean, it will give so much hope to people. Yeah, and I pray that everybody who hears my story, who's been struggling for a long time with illness, no matter the type, will believe again that this yeah. is the moment. Uh, the The spirit of Jesus that comes through in testimony, it raises the and elevates faith and we've seen so many miracles simply by sharing uh, the power of the testimony. So uh, I was um, pregnant with my only child. And when uh, and at that time, I was a, a bodybuilder, a triathlete, uh, an exercise therapist. That was my, my career. And I, I really did think I was quite invincible in the flesh uh, at that time. And I used to tell my mom, I can birth this baby because I can bench press more than most men. And my mom would say, you know... You should think about that because our family doesn't dilate. You know, when you are about to give birth, we don't dilate. And I just, you know, did that kind of thanks, mom, but you know, I know how to do this. Of course, my mother had four children and I had never had any, but I was clearly going to hold on to the fact that I could do anything. But I ended up having uh, exactly what she had said. And this is something, <clears throat> excuse me, that happens in our in our family. And of course, we know that we are the DNA of Jesus, so we can call down those things that are in our family line and say, no, we're not, we're, we're not carrying on with trouble in birthing. So I say, if you have a, a genetic predisposition in your family, uh, pray that out because I did not know the power of the blood of Jesus at that time in my life, but I suffered a 91 hour labor. And in that 91 hours, my pelvis was destroyed, the nerves in my pelvis. And so I, uh, I, I ended up having an emergency C-section to save my child's life. And today he's 23 and doing fabulous. So thank you, Jesus, for that. But uh, af the aftermath of that was was very severe. So I ended up not, they did not really know what had happened to me, but I couldn't sit or stand for more than a few moments at a time without excruciating pain 
radiating through my pelvis. So I went for the next uh, six and a half years, ended up in France flying ambulatory there because they did finally diagnose me after having seven pelvic surgeries that I had something called pudendal nerve entrapment, which is quite rare, although I hear about it all the time now because I am healed and people have it and it is incurable. It's, um, you know, the, the crushing of the nerves in, in the pudendal nerve is crushed off on several, several sides. So I found out that my left side was crushed in seven places, my right in five. So in France, uh, they did a decompression surgery on the left side, which was the worst side, because you couldn't undergo both sides at the same time. It was so excruciating. I ended up having a near-death experience on the operating table. I bled to death. And that, um, I will tell you, although the, the trauma one suffers in a moment like that, when you your spirit actually leaves your body, and I met up with the Lord, I, I, I tell people frequently, I don't know that I would have had the stamina to endure what came next if I had not met the Lord. So um, I I always get so emotional when I talk about it, because I don't think that we can comprehend in the physical body, the level of love of the Father. There is no ability to receive it all. You know, we fight against the powers and principalities to try to stay in a place of peace and a place of rest. So I'm speaking to whoever's listening to me right now. There's a place of peace and rest in the power of God for you right now. But you have onto the fact that when you meet Jesus face to face, you will always be known. Right now we struggle to be known, but when you're face to face, and that was my experience, this this magnitude of God's love that covered me. And, uh, and it's a very long uh, story, but the, the moment that I intersected with God's love, I knew that I was home. Wow. That and, was the moment you, your spirit left your body. You died yes, on the operating table. Yes. Wow. Up and up in the, this was a teaching hospital in, in France. So it was three stories high. You have windows, you look, you know, other surgeons look down to see what's happening. So there was, So I was all the way up to the top and, and actually thinking, uh, well, Lord, you know, before he came in the room, I, I, are you going to take me up and out? Like what I know I'm going to go somewhere uh, up and up into the atmosphere, up into, you know, I had a rich experience experiences with Holy spirit. So I knew, you know, the dwelling place where God is, I had, I'd been in the glory realms. I was like, well, take me up there, but he didn't, I was up on that right up against that ceiling, way, way, way high, looking down at this bloody mess below me. And he came and covered me with his whole being. And I, his holiness, I've told this story a million times and I'll never get tired of telling it because his holiness, the magnitude of the majesty of who he is, my physical body was not with me, but I was still Joe Moody. And I wanted to duck uh, in reverence and all, and I couldn't because I didn't have a physical body. So it makes me laugh right now thinking I was trying to I could not have um, because right. I didn't have a physical being. So when he covered me, he, he told me many things and he gave me a choice to come back because he showed me my son who was barely, just barely six years old. And I knew in that instant, because it's spirit to spirit, I knew that my son would would not know Jesus if I didn't come back. And there people say, well, was that a, was that, were you compelled by and motivated by some kind of guilt? I said, no, I was, I was engulfed in love. And then God showed me my son. And, and so I was, 
what choice was there, you know? And I saw my husband standing behind him and I knew the trauma we'd lived in as a family. There was no way back from that. So he gave me this choice. I came back and over the next, um, until 2013, that was 2000, I would undergo 13 surgeries. And I was still in chronic pain. And um, in April of 2013, I heard the audible voice of God, which I can count on my hand how many times that that doesn't happen that often. But he told me, I had just come from Stanford Hospital. They said they were going to do a 14th surgery, waiting for insurance approval. And I thought, I was in the elevator and I said, I cannot do this. I can't do this one more time. I cannot do it. And the Lord uh, said to me in that elevator, contend for your healing. And I didn't even know what that really meant. Contend for your healing. What? what? I, I think I am contending for my healing at that time. I was completely ignorant that Jesus heals today, by the way. So I thought I was contending for my healing by just, oh, well, if God wanted to heal me, he would heal me, right? So that was my mindset but because I didn't know any better. And a couple of days after that, I heard the audible voice of God say to me, go to Voice of the Apostles. And I said, what is that? I had to Google it. Isn't that the hilarious? You hear from God and then you have to Google it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I Googled it. It was a Randy Clark yeah. conference. It was in Florida. I said to the Lord immediately, I can't do that. I can't fly. I can't sit. What do, you know, every, I can't, there is, I'm in so much pain. Don't you see? And the Lord said, go. He only said this one phrase, go, you'll be blessed. So I went to my, my, one of my doctors, I had so many of them and he was a born again, spirit filled believer. And he said to me, what if this is a moment when God is going to touch you? And I said, I can't do it. I called him by his first name. I said, Mark, I can't go. He goes, look, I'm going to write a letter to the airlines and I'll get your surgeon to write a letter to the airlines to let you fly on your knees and they'll let you. And that's what they did. They wrote two letters to the airlines and I only had to sit like on one side of my body for takeoff and landing. And I flew all the way to Orlando, Florida from California on my knees. And I was blasted by the power of God through that entire week the prophetic gifting in my life was insane. And two hours before the conference ended, a man came to me. He prayed for me and I didn't want any more prayer because I was in so much pain. And I, I'll tell you, when you're in that level of pain and so many people pray for you and then it doesn't happen, you get so discouraged in your heart. And I pray for people all the time who've had hundreds of people pray for them and then God touches them and they're healed. So if that's you and you're listening to this, and know this can be your moment even right now while you're listening yeah and he prayed yeah. for me he took me through the the breaking of all my agreements that maybe i wasn't trustworthy maybe god wanted me to suffer to learn something all of this strange twisting of theology not understanding what the atonement really paid for and uh he took me through inner healing and he took me through deliverance i had so much trauma on me and a spirit of death, uh, which often marries trauma. It's an internal giving up. Oh, well, this is the way it's going to be. And this is the giving over of all authority. You just, you just can't do it anymore. And that's when we make agreements with the enemy that Jesus is powerless in our life. And I had done that, but it was so buried inside of me. And so when he prayed for me, led me through all the breaking of these agreements. And the very last thing he did was pray for my pain to leave. And when he did, it left. (laughs) After what, 14 years? 14 years and 14 surgeries or 13? 13 surgeries, 14 and a half years. And he prayed for me and it left. And because of the power 
of Jesus Christ because he knew his identity, he knew his authority, and he knew the power of Jesus, and he wasn't taking no for an answer. He was like, nope, I'm going to pray for you. God sent me over here. We're doing this thing. Wow. So for through those years, you were obviously like you were in your relationship with Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? Were you learning through process about him and about prayer or did it all start to really, really shift at the point you got healed? That's a great question. I I had a really rich uh, life with with Jesus um, all through my years of struggle. If I didn't, I, th- I would have killed myself for sure. Pudental nerve entrapment, pain levels. If you're, if 10 is the worst pain, you, you're 12, you're 13. I hear from people all over the world. It's nerve pain is the most excruciating pain there is. And it, uh, it, it affects every part of your being. And I was hanging on to Jesus. I learned so much about him. Uh, my, my study of the word, my richness with, with time with him was was my lifeline truly um but my i think the warped thing that people adopt and and i i was i felt prey to that was that god was teaching me something through my pain that couldn't have been learned otherwise see so then you adopt uh this gospel that says i have to actually suffer in order to receive what jesus gave me that's actually not true because God is a loving father. We have a real and present enemy who comes against us to try to take us out. So we'll never fulfill the destiny on our lives. So in order to cope, many people in chronic pain adopt a a theology that says, if I wasn't suffering, God could not teach me this. Mm. And that's probably the biggest trap uh, against healing. Yeah, that's so important for people to know that. So, okay, so after you got absolutely stunningly healed and you got your life back and your family as well, my gosh, the impact on your husband and your son, I can't even imagine. Wow. Amazing. So then how long before you then ended up in the ministry world? Because obviously you you had experienced a massive miracle. (laughs) You must have been contagious. I feel like it was a week. I feel like it was barely a week. <laughs> really, really, really. Well, I yeah. what I found out, I was I'm a justice person. So when I got back to my mega church and I, I realized, you know, for for the 14 and a half years, 13 of which I'd been at that church with my husband and my son, uh, you know, who we we loved our church, but it wasn't it was a cessationist church. And so watching me lay on the floor to get through a service because that's how I had to get through service. I, lay, I had a blue cushion. I laid on the floor. When I came back to my church, I was so outraged by the number of people suffering and that nobody actually prayed for them. What they did was we just prayed for lists. And I was one of the intercessors. I prayed for lists of people, but we never saw anyone healed in all those years of being there. So I would go down the halls of the church after I was healed and I would just get a word of knowledge, which I learned at Voice of the Apostles. And then I would go up to the person and I would say, hey, are you suffering from this? And they would say, how do you know that? And I'd say, well, I didn't want to say anything because it's wasn't there was no belief there. Right. But I would put my hand on them and God would heal them. So after just a couple of months, there were 38 people that were following me around. Like I was, you know, the Pied Piper saying they, they all got healed and they were like, teach me how to do that stuff. So the, oh the, week, the week I got back from the Voice of the Apostles, I signed up for uh, Randy Clark's online training school for four years. I went to school. Everything that I learned, I turned around and gave it away to these band of 
marry people and then they didn't they, believe and yeah, and they, they so within the context of our church it was quite an uproar we had uh, many many people leave the church um we had elders leave it, it, there was um, because the holy spirit brings the truth and then there's yeah. division in some of our it was a wild ride i i was uh, immediately i felt like i got launched out of a cannon the moment i got back because matthew 10 7 and 8 you know if you freely got it you give it yeah. That's what happens to expand the kingdom. And that's all I did. I said, I don't know what I'm doing, God, but you do. So I just yeah. would go up to people and do whatever he told me to do. And then we yeah. had this crazy, today we have 128 people in nine who make up Agape Freedom Fighters, which are uh, our ministry team of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. So- I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> you literally were launched into living the truth that those that believe like the miracles, yes. the signs and wonders and miracles will accompany oh, those oh, who literally. Uh, right. Absolutely. Yes. And it, that's for everybody. That's for all of us. Mm-hmm. So that is the work of the ministry, isn't it? So of course you couldn't stop because it, it, you'd experienced it. You know, I, and it was I mean, what was I going to do? Go back, go back to my closet and sit in there? And go, yeah, well, that wasn't theologically correct, the Lord. But anyway, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay. So tell us, tell us more about what you do now and your amazing new book that is full yeah. of life transforming keys and wisdom. I, mean, I love it because it's super practical to live a supernatural life, right? So will you will you share a bit more about that and what you yeah. do? Yeah. So we uh we train and equip we're an apostolic ministry. We raise people up and send them out. So we go and we partner all over the world with mission organizations, with big churches. Uh we even just came back to training Catholic uh, charismatic Catholic clergy and Catholic missionaries. We are in the business, uh, as Ephesians uh, 4 says, to raise up the body. So we we have an online training and equipping school that's two years. And our second year, it's called uh, Agape Apostolic Equipping and Training Center, but it's simply life school. The Lord gave me a dream and he said, I want to light up people's life. It's love, identity, freedom. It teaches people how to live this extraordinary supernatural life we've been given, but Second year is all about leadership because that's my background is leadership development and team building. So how to build extraordinary teams that run like a family on a mission. So that's who Agape Freedom Fighters is internally having uh, almost 130 uh, prayer ministers that do everything in every walk of life. We, We have seven Anglican priests on our team. We have uh, Presbyterians. We have Baptists. We have Catholics. We have uh, a- people from AG, we have Pentecostals, we've got Charismatics, the gamut. We've got our youngest is 17, our oldest is 86. We have every uh, ethnicity, uh, we have every socioeconomic class. Uh, and now we, you know, being in nine nations, the diversity that comes in is incredible. Yeah. Oh, we we travel around, that. we equip everybody, we train everybody. And next summer we'll be hosting uh, we'll be hosting on-site training uh, outside of uh, Nashville for the first uh, time we hosting in the U.S. The Lord said, you know, you go everywhere for me, but I also want you to focus on the U.S. this year. So yes. we'll be doing a lot more. Um, yeah. I love it. I love it. For so long, it's been burning in my own heart and spirit. The tr- Well, I've been hearing it in the spirit and it's just been 
it's been Holy Spirit's been gripping me with the reality that we are going to start to look like they looked in the early church, yes. relevant to our day. But we're going to start to move as supernatural people. I believe in unprecedented numbers. So I just love what you're doing and we champion you on. It's so needed. And there's such a partnership with Holy Spirit for this right now, isn't there? Yes. It's, uh, he's, he's, it's, he's pouring out. I mean, I know that you've he seen is. He's pouring out in ways unprecedented, shocking to me. I mean, the healings, the the magnitude of his love being poured out right now, Um I've seen him do extraordinary things in in nations in Africa, in Brazil, but I'm seeing him do it in America. Yeah, and so yeah. no longer can we sit by and say, oh, well, that stuff happens in Brazil or that stuff happens in Africa. Right. No, it happens in uh, Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> oh, so exciting. Okay so, okay, so I wanted to ask you, will you give the family watching right now oh there's so many things you just said i want to talk to you for about another three hours now it's just like something you said like it's about raising family about us operating as family you know it's not formulaic it's not systematic it's family give the lord is giving us supernatural love for you do recognize that as reality we experience his love and our love for each other and i just think yeah i think yeah we're seeing that everywhere anyway there's a whole other conversation i wanted to ask you for a couple of keys would you share with us a couple of your profound wisdom keys of how we live this way yeah the big thing is if you don't have a relationship with him that is intimate and his first love you will quickly i did it we've all done it you will quickly fall into formulas as you said yeah, yeah. Uh, when we watch the lord do an extraordinary thing like somebody gets out of a wheelchair after 25 years and we prayed a certain way. If you are not intimate with God in your daily life, I'm not talking about, Oh, I got my, you know, my 45 minutes of quiet time. I'm talking about, are you in conversation with the Lord every day, all day? Is he really your best friend? Can you pause in the coffee shop and go, where are you in here, Lord? What do you want me to do? Can you uh, go get, you know, go to the petrol station, go to the gas station. And can you look around and see, God, do you want me to just slip my credit card in this machine? Or do you have a, a word for the clerk inside that store? It's getting out of the automation of life. This is how I do it. This is what I do. Instead saying, Lord, what do you want to do? What would you have me do? It becomes a level of vulnerability that not all will, will be willing to do because it's uncomfortable. Sometimes I will say to the Lord, well, I haven't been the best at praying for people lately because I've been traveling all over the world. I'm really tired. And I just get to a new airport and I'll say, all right, game on. Send me to whoever you want to send me. I'm so uncomfortable right now. I don't really want to do it, but send me someplace. Because I don't ever want to lose that dependency on him. So the intimate connection you have with, with him, with the Holy Spirit, greatly affects how you will operate in your life. It never is going to be comfortable for you. You are in a world where it's it's be it's flesh. And it's sin. And and the, I said to the Lord, I can't stand the straining. I just said this yesterday morning. I got up. I go, Lord, I can't stand the straining. He said to me, Joanne, darling girl, there will always be strain because there's sin. And then I was like, oh, okay. That just helped me hear him say, okay, if there's always, there's sin, there's always going to be strain. But how do I perceive strain? I'm seeing strain when I'm striving. But when I'm yielding, strain doesn't affect me. I might not be the most comfortable person walking up to me and saying, um, do you have ankle pain by chance? 
but be, but when you do it, when you do it, you will be the one who's blessed. He's yeah. so incredible. He will wreck you and change your life when you do that. And the mm-hmm. third key is everything you learn from him. Find somebody younger than you. I don't care if you're 20. Find a 10-year-old. Find somebody that you can mentor, that you can show. Often pull people next to me when I'm praying in big, big arenas and different things. I find the youngest people. I go, come here, come here, come here. And they usually have no clue how to do anything. And I go, come here. Listen, God's talking right now. What is, what impression do you have? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? I stand there with them. I believe in them and I make them do it. So making sure you have intimacy, understanding that you can't be formulaic. You've got to be yielded. And the third thing is give it away. And that's how the, not only does the kingdom expand, but that's how you mature. Ah. Fantastic. Such wisdom. That's foundational 101, hey? (laughs) Walking a supernatural life. That's just brilliant. Can I ask you, Joe, if you would pray for everybody, particularly those who need a miracle, because obviously you move in that. Father, I thank you so much for uh, what you are doing and and what you are saying in this day. God, I speak to uh, every single person who has pain in their bodies right now. And I say, Lord, in Jesus' name, do it again. I'm seeing the Lord touching uh, somebody with TMJ uh, in Jesus, that that jaw malalignment that causes great pain and uh, even uh, pain up into your left ear. Uh, so in Jesus name, we just, we just command healing in the jaw, jaw alignment. Uh, Father, I thank you right now that you're healing heart disease uh, in the name of Jesus. Any place, God, where there uh, is blockages uh, in those, in those arteries and veins, anywhere where there, uh, Lord, is plaque buildup in Jesus name. I just ask for, a, a su- I just hear the Holy Spirit, a supernatural flushing of niacin through your system right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for everyone who's got esophageal problems, GERD, this this backup uh, from what they eat. Right now, in Jesus' name, I just speak alkalinity to your gut floor. Uh, Father, I pray for those who have longstanding illnesses, who who have received so much prayer. We break the power of the spirit of infirmity that has caused people to be crippled and bound. In Jesus' name, Lord, you spoke a word and it was done. And so by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, we speak to the spirit of infirmity. We say, be gone in Jesus' name, and spirit of death, be gone in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for those uh, who have no cartilage in their knees. We've been watching you do this over and over again. Right now, supernatural creative miracle. I ask for your angels to be sent right now, your healing angels, and I ask for new cartilage in knees, new cartilage in hips, and new cartilage in shoulders. And Father, I ask you for brand new spines, brand new discs, brand new vertebrae, I ask everywhere where there's trauma in the spine for the trauma to be released at the cellular level by the power of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Lord, for complete divine healing over our brothers and sisters right now. Lord, you said we could speak to a mountain and it would move. So we speak to the mountain of pain and discomfort and infirmity and even emotional sickness. I speak to depression. I speak to the spirit of suicide. And I tell you to be gone in Jesus' name. The Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So I speak the shalom of Jesus, who is the Mashiach, the smearing oil of Jesus over your entire being, mind, body, and soul for his glory and for your freedom. 
Wow. Amen. We agree. Wow. I'm sure you guys can feel the power of God right now moving. When you were praying then, Joe, I could see the Spirit of God literally releasing out of the center of you guys. Wherever you need a miracle, I could see him exploding as light by his Spirit from within you. And then I saw him standing in Jesus, standing in front of you. He had hold of your hands and then he began to move inside the energy of your body. And his presence was just moving and Literally, your body to me looked like clay, and he was the master potter, and he was just smoothing things around, and he was looking at you with such love. You are his, his creation, the penultimate of all creation, and so I could I could see the love in his eyes and the power of his spirit moving into you. So, Amen, Amen, Joe, Amen. Masses of miracles. I'm looking forward to receiving the testimonies. Joe, thank you so much for giving us your precious time. Let us know where can people find you because they will want to and get hold of your books and everything you're doing and what's the easiest way. Thank you so much, Liz. What a blast. Let's do it again. Yeah, what a blast. Definitely. <laughs> we'll do part two. There's so many things I want to do. I know. To we can talk in like three days. Okay. Yes. If people exactly. need to, people want to find us, it's agapefreedomfighters.org. They can uh, find links. They can check me out on social media, Rev Joanne Moody uh joanne moody on uh, facebook and check the link tree and instagram can find every way to buy the book uh if you want to just go to our website it's there but it's also on amazon both of my books are there and uh yeah come and come and see us if we're near you uh come and see us we'd love to pray for you amazing power tools in your hands guys joanne thank you so much it's been really amazing being with you god bless you guys thank you and guys thank you too for giving us your precious time today i am so expectant of the miracles please communicate in and let us know uh, what's happened to you as you've been listening and praying along today and receiving this powerful prayer from joe so have the most amazing week and i look forward to being with you again next week god bless Hi, if you really enjoyed today's show and you want to go deeper with Jesus and experience his love and his presence more than you ever have, then I have a present for you, a free gift. If you want to jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and just click on and sign up, then you will receive one of my teaching videos that I have created especially for you that will not only give you a few keys just very, very quickly that you can uh, utilize in your daily walk with the Lord, um, but also I'm going to take you there as well. So it's an activation. So yeah, so jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and you are going to be so blessed. Mm -hmm.